Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. We are happily broadcasting from our basement, home sweet home. Yay, happy to be here. Happy to have you all listening. As always, I'm Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Ah, it's nice to be back in my chair. That's the sigh of contentment to being home. Yeah. Had a wonderful time in Tennessee. Yeah. We were there for eight days. Including a, driving days. Yeah, and I mean, uh, absolute blast. Nine days, including driving days. Yeah, absolute blast. Yes. Fun the entire time. Like, never never a dull moment being with my family and hanging out and doing stuff and seeing some of my friends that I consider to be uh, brothers in my, in my life. Uh, brothers from another mother, as they say. Yeah. I will say on Friday, I was like, I cannot believe it's been a week since we drove in. Like, I, it didn't feel that long. No. It's, my my it back did. felt it, but my whole self didn't. Yeah. It's, uh... We'll talk a little bit more about the, the trip, but Stephen had a little bit of recap he wanted to give you guys as i know you're very invested in his record store day <sighs> trials and tribulations as he's trying to find kit moore's damn love on vinyl i'm sorry kit moore's wild ones on vinyl wow she's got uh, damn love on the mind because we're going to review that later spoiler alert yeah i was lectured to make sure i had it up and so it's fresh <laughs> in my mind um, but yeah I've been so look- steven did you ever get it uh, did you ever get that vinyl you man, wanted i i sat there after we recorded our podcast on Sunday morning, which was the the day after Record Store Day, and I called between Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Tennessee, and Ohio, I think I called 20 different record stores that were on the list because Kip Moore sent out an email on Thursday that said, hey, all these stores are going to have going to have my new Wild Ones, you know, double LP for first time and only time that it's ever going to be released. Um, it's a second album. So I, 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 we have all his other albums and I was pretty pumped, but at the same time it was 10, it was at a store 10 miles away from us, which I said that on the last episode and I couldn't find it there. Um, but, uh, yeah, nobody had it. Nobody. No and one's there, even selling it on eBay or anything. There were people, there were people that I talked to. They were like, yeah, we were supposed to get a lot of stuff and we didn't get half of what we were told we were going to get for record store day. And I was like, wow. Like I heard that from several of the people that I, that, the stores that I called. A few people too, you said were like record store day is like overrated. Like it's yeah. not, you don't get as much stuff as you think you're going to get. You, you just don't have enough and it's just nationals everywhere. So people are just like swarming. But if they're looking for one thing in particular, odds are they're not buying anything else. If they're yeah, if they're like you and they're laser focused, the thing is, is that the record store day is also for like limited releases, yeah. which I think that's the mistake about record store day. If you really want to capitalize on record store day and and actually do what it says it does, which is get more people into record stores, then you would have them everywhere in every record store and you would have more yes. now I, i'm one for online shopping and online everything but i get it i get what this is for for record store day it's to go to the stores i get that yeah. but it's like then have more quantity like yeah. i don't understand how it hurts to have more and most of the stores were like you know we'll have our stuff up because i called a like i called a couple on saturday the day of record store day and i was like can i order this and they're like no you have to be in store to order it. But tomorrow, if we have any extras, we'll have it up on our website at 8 a.m. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I guess that means I'm not getting it because... You set an alarm. Yeah, I set an alarm. It didn't go well. I didn't get anything. So, so yeah. So, if anybody of our listeners out there have Kip Moore's uh, Wild Ones double LP, enjoy it for us because uh, I failed to be able to get it. And that I sucks. think he should make more and sell it. I think he should, but also, as he just released his fifth album, and we'll talk more about that later, it's the last album on this record label, and I don't think he's going to do more to promote and help that record label make more money when he's going to move forward and move on. So well, I know I wouldn't. Sometimes you just can't get everything you want. It's a you know, a life lesson. You know, it's, what's hilarious is that's coming from Jess. When somebody says something like that to her, she goes, I don't understand why not. Well, I don't understand, but I know that it's true. Yes. So, yeah. Here's a 
That's my brief recap. Another small town observation. So I am a city girl. I am... You look at me in Paris, Tennessee, and you would be like, oh, I bet that's a Yankee. Like, she's from the north. She is not from here. (laughs) And as in most small towns, really the only big store they have is Walmart. You know, the whole socioeconomic thing of it all. Like, the only store they have is Walmart. I'm not going to get into that. But so you have to go there. So I went there probably thrice on my visit. And I'm like, when? did Lowe's or when did Walmart start allowing dogs and not just dogs but I was seeing the same thing on different aisles some big burly scraggly small town man with a beer gut pushing a cart that had a little dog bed in it with a tiny little chihuahua that had like toys in it and these tiny little dogs and these big guys and I'm like what is happening here and I haven't mentioned it to your uncle Michael and he was like I've seen it. I don't know what that is or why. And none of these dogs had like emotional support animal. I mean, I don't know when a chihuahua has ever been anyone's emotional support, but nonetheless. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. I mean, not to mention the things you see in Walmart anyway. And I don't want to come off as like elitist, but everyone knows there's there's social media pages devoted to the things that one's eyes lay upon in Walmart. Yeah, and uh, for you, uh, for you folks listening, you can't obviously can't see us, but uh, Soph is so disgusted by it. She got up and left <laughs> the room. Left. She left. She left. She's like, room. "This is ridiculous." Yeah, she's mad. Like, I don't know why people would think that they. I don't know why dogs think that they belong in Walmart. They yeah. clearly do not. No, that was her opinion as she scoffed at us and left the room. Oh, you know what? Uh, speaking of dogs in Walmart, what was cute? I was with your mom, so I had some phone issue on my phone while we were there, and I got this alert that said like, "No SIM available." And so I just pressed OK and hoped it would go away. And then it came the second time. And so I sent it to Stephen. And he's like, I don't know. I'll have to look at it tomorrow. So the next morning, I had it again. I restarted my phone. And then it just went to SOS mode where I can text on the internet in Rebecca's house. But, like, I couldn't text or make calls unless it was a 911. Like, somehow my SIM card got damaged. Yeah, you were on the Wi-Fi. So that's why it actually yeah. worked to text. But So he took um, Verizon and Walmart in, like, the same complex. And he took my phone to Verizon and his mom and I got dropped off at Walmart because I had my shopping list picture on her phone because I didn't have my phone and I needed to get stuff for the trip home. She ran into one of her friends and introduced me and we were talking and stuff and I I was moving a little bit up the aisle as her and her friend were talking and I heard her friend say, oh, you know, do you have any grandchildren? And Rebecca was like, no, but I have a grand dog. <laughs> and I thought it was the cutest thing. Yeah. I was like, that's so sweet. She yeah. loves her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She really likes Soph. It's very cool. It is. It's very sweet. Yeah. So, so uh, we bought. I was gonna say we bought some concert tickets while we were there. We sure did. For those of you who watched Shit's Creek, Patrick Noah Reed is touring this year, and I'm super pumped because I've talked numerous times about his album "Songs from a Broken Chair." And so I'm very excited. We got concert tickets to see him. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. I've got to listen to his two newer albums, but I'm super pumped about that. We finally got our Swell Season ticket, so we'll be doing a Grand Rapids weekend in August. But one thing that I've gotten for like three of the concerts that I've ordered, Dirks Bentley, Darius Rucker, and Godsmack, I would get emails from Live Nation with these virtual commemorative tickets. What the hell am I supposed to do with these? Like I, I don't even. They're not even like printer friendly, but they look like just commemorative tickets. They look like a real ticket with like their face on. I'm like, am I supposed to be making some sort of virtual collage? Like I would have made a real collage when I was 15. Like, why does anybody want? I'm blown away. Like, does anyone have these? Did anyone say like, oh my gosh, awesome! I've got a virtual commemorative ticket that I can keep in my email box. Like, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand. I got it for, I think, Dirk Bentley. And I was like, what the heck is this? And then the Darius Rucker came in. And then the Godsmack came in. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Why do I want this? Yeah, I got zero interest in that. I used to keep all of my concert tickets Me and movie too. tickets. I still have a big bag of them. Yeah, I, ha- I have a bunch of like my movie tickets and stuff like that and, and concert tickets. But like at a certain point, like I was happy for it to go into a digital app where it's okay cool well Scan, i remember i don't have to carry paper like great i tried to like like i've got i went to um the last opening day at 
Tiger Stadium. So I have that ticket. And they didn't rip it. They, like, stamped it so you could keep it as commemorative. What do you mean the last opening day? The last opening day they had at Tiger Stadium. Comerica Park is the venue oh, now. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I missed it. You said yeah, Tiger Stadium. Tiger Stadium. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that is cool to have. But um, I remember when, speaking of Tigers, they started going print tickets so it wasn't real tickets unless you were at the so i have like some of those saved and i'm like this isn't even this is just stupid this is an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper so sidebar a second you went to the last opening day for tiger stadium who'd you go with this is not a story i don't think i don't think i even know this yeah story. so my dad got tickets it was supposed to be my mom my dad me and my brother but my mom couldn't get off work and she didn't want to call in or anything so a family friend of ours went and it was the four of us and she talks about it. She's like, I should have went. She's like, that was, that would have been such a cool experience for you guys. We got to be out of school. And she's like, but it's like, it's like a lesson in one of those moments in life where you feel like I can't call in, I can't do this. And it's like, your life is so much bigger than your work. Our, the way our society is set up, the way our jobs are set up to be the majority of our life, to feel like we have to be committed to them so much. Like I have um, my work email on my phone. Like on my regular phone, I've got like, I have like three different Gmails. That's just a whole thing. An AOL and like something else. And I'm taking my work email off there. It doesn't need to be on there. I don't need to see my emails coming in all the time. Like, I just don't. We, and we're doing like a big project right now that is stressing me out. And I'm like, I don't need to see, I don't need to get people's questions on a Saturday. And I don't need to, for that to be in my head. Like, yeah. my job is my job. Like, if I left there tomorrow, they would find somebody else to replace me. We are all replaceable. Yep. It's it's not a cliche to say that we're all replaceable in our jobs. Everyone that works at my job is replaceable, as is me. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is. But where I'm not replaceable is with my husband or with my family. Yeah. And I wish I had I wish I wish had my mom in that memory. You know, uh, we, we worked from my mom's house for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday last yeah. week. Yep. And on Wednesday, I was helping a guy out with some stuff. And uh, he's like, all right, well, if I can't get this fixed, I'll have to hit you up tomorrow. And I was like, no. I was like, I'm, I'm done today at, at 4 for my time it'll be five o'clock your time mm -hmm. i was like i'm i'm gonna be done i said and i'm on vacation i will not be available again until monday morning i was like there's a guy that you know you can call yeah. my partner who's in india he'll be available thursday and friday and then i'll be back on monday i said but i will not be answering yeah. any emails or any calls or any texts because i'm on vacation i'm yep. in tennessee i'm with my family and uh, that's just how it is. And I left my phone sitting on the night table. Yeah. And I didn't look at it until last night after we got home. When I got into bed, I looked at it and I had over 500 emails. Yeah. Over well, 500 emails over the course of three days. Yeah. Like I, I can't even. I can't even. I can't even bother with it. I'm yeah. not going to. I'm not even going to look at it until Monday. And I guarantee you, over the course of today, being Sunday. I guarantee you I'll get another 100 emails. Yeah, I'm, I'm removing my work email today because I'm like, I just don't want to see it. I don't need to see it on after hours. Yeah. Nothing that important is happening. Yeah. And yes, I have a higher level role. But if anything super important is happening, then you can call or text me if you feel if you feel that it is so imperative that I need to be brought in on the weekend, then you can call or you can text me. Everybody has my phone number. I will not be checking my email yeah. on the weekends anymore. I won't be doing it. And I have because it stresses me out. I'm very stressed out about, as I've said before, about this project and yeah. I can't let it be all consuming because at the end of the day, like I said, like we are we are replaceable. Yeah. Like when we were, um, one day we were there and Rebecca was like, do you think you can take a longer lunch and come shopping with me and the girls, her sisters and her sister-in-law? Yep. We all met up at this vintage store. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can take that because I'm putting in all of my time. I'm doing all of my work. I can take a little bit of a longer lunch at my level. I should be able to. And I met up with them and aunt Risa and aunt Melanie and Connie and um, your mom. And we all just, walked around browsed, and got some stuff so you yeah. know it, yeah. what i'm gonna say no i can't do that i'm in tennessee visiting you guys and no i can't do that yeah stupid yeah and i have I, I i keep my work phone separate my work phone is separate from my personal phone i pay for my personal phone work pays for my work phone there's also rules and stuff that are applied for security and all that kind of stuff and i don't want that on my personal phone 
Um, but I do do that because I want to be able to set work down and walk away yeah. on the weekend. And nobody asked me to put it on my phone. I don't know why I did. I did it when I was at U of M too. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want this. Yeah. But yep. yeah. So we're home now though, which yes. I'm glad we drove home yesterday. I will say, so we left Friday at noon and we worked till noon and then we drove. We got in just maybe 1030 at night, Tennessee. 10 o'clock. And I will say the drive home yesterday was harder than the drive there leaving at noon. I don't know if it was just coming off of a week being there and I was just ready to get home. But when, I would say when we had about five hours left, I looked at the the time and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I still got five hours in this car. And so felt the same. The drove the drive home is always longer than the drive there because oh you're excited to get there, but you're you want to get home. Yes, the excitement is like yeah, and we lose an hour. The want is like oh, and it's two different emotions. And so the drive there, it's the same amount both yeah. ways. Obviously, we took the same route, but the drive there is always more exciting than the drive home. And when you hit the time change in Kentucky, it's like all right, you're supposed to arrive home at four o'clock, and then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, you're not arriving home till five o'clock. Yep. Because of that. And I'm like, ah. And we say, you know, you've got to decompress. We're unpackers. We talked about this. We came home and we unpacked everything. I went through the mail. I haven't opened packages yet, but I went through the mail. I unpacked. I had to wash Sophia's blankets because she needed her blanket for bed. And I, yep. you know, was in the car and I was at his mom's all week and all of that stuff. So, you know, we did all that. And then we were like, oh, we just want to sit on our couch and we watch TV. And I mean, we didn't get out of bed till like 11 today. I... Yeah. I went to bed at like twelve thirty, I think. Yeah, you, you texted me at three to alert me that you stayed up late, so I didn't wake you up in the morning. But yeah, I uh, Soph woke me up at five sixteen, and it was one of those weird things where I was still dreaming. And when she woke me up and I opened my eyes, I was in your mom, the mo- your bedroom at your mom's, and I'm <laughs> like, I thought I love. What is happening? Wasn't I just in the car for ten hours? And then I really opened my eyes and I was home, and I was like, that was <laughs> freaky. But then I went back to bed till like 9.30. They call that a waking nightmare. Yeah. No offense, Rebecca. Um, so, yeah, I think we both were up at like 10. Yeah. It was needed. We needed to sleep in our own bed. I love visiting his mom. The bed is just so uncomfortable. And we did get the foam mattress topper last time. Yeah. Which is helpful. But... An old mattress is just an old mattress. A foam mattress topper can only do so much. Yeah, that mattress is from 1996. Yeah. It's got to go. We talked to my mom about that. But, you know, um, that's the thing. But it's where, I mean, I'm never going to not go because of the mattress. Oh, no. Like We had a great time. We have so much. She loves having us, and we love being there. And I'm very comfortable there. And, you know, I mean, you've got to be comfortable. I mean, she's got one bathroom in her house that's off her bedroom. So you have to walk through her bedroom to go to the bathroom. So... I mean, if you can't get comfortable, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, we're all family here at this point. It's been four years. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the family. So uh, speaking of that drive home, how was Sophia on that drive home? Whiny. Very She's whiny. not usually like that. I think she was ready. To, you know, this was the longest time we've ever been at his mom's. This yeah. is the longest time she's ever gone with really not being able to walk around without a leash. Yeah. His mom doesn't have fenced-in property, and this is not a gamble I'm ever going to take. No. And no. so oh from gosh, Friday no. to Friday, she was on a leash whenever she went outside. So I think she was ready to be free. And then we stopped at one rest stop that had this, like, pudgy, stocky, big old little bulldog walking around. And so oh, boy. she, I don't know how to Man. get her to be non-reactive to dogs. She's sitting there and she's tight and her muscles are clenched and she's shaking and she's like, mm. here's the thing. That guy walked his dog way off into the dog walking area. This is like a big, I don't want to say a field, but it was a big grass. At one area. of the rest stops. Yeah. Like one off of the rest the road. Stops. And he walked his dog far over, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get Sophia out because this dog has short legs. They're taking their time. If we wait, we're going to be sitting here another 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So I got her out, and I started walking her the other way. Like, I walked. The truck was to our right. We were at the end of the sidewalk, or at least the truck was in the last parking spot, and I walked her to the right into the dog area in the on the right side. She was pulling me, and I'm telling her to leave it like we do on a regular walk and stuff like that, and she was having a tough time. At a certain point, that guy came walking back with his bulldog to his truck. 
At which point, if I if I have Soph, I know she's reactive to other dogs. But even if she was not reactive to other dogs, my main priority would be to get her in the truck as soon as possible because I can tell there's another dog in the area that is reacting to her. Yeah. Just out of cur- courtesy to that dog owner and that dog, I'm going to get my dog in the truck as soon as possible so this situation can be, you know, dissolved. Yeah. That is not what this guy did. He walked his dog to the truck, and then he took his time opening the door. And at a certain point, his dog turned around, got down, and did literally, I I don't know if he thought he, it's a bulldog, but I don't know if he thought he was a bull, but he moved his foot like you see bulls do in movies and and cartoons. I thought Sophia was going to rip my arm out of the socket. I was in the bathroom. I didn't see this. She got angry she is a strong she is she's strong, 55 pounds stocky and when she, little broad it's all muscle when she pulls that 55 pounds feels like a hundred I, I i swear to you i felt like my arm got almost got ripped out of the socket and she almost got away from me and i had the leash all the way up behind my elbow like looped in like you know the the back of the leash has that yeah. loop i put my arm all the way through that and the only thing that kept her on me was the fact that I could pull my arm back and it was still behind my elbow. I'll never understand dog owners. Like when we're walking Soph and like a dog is fine or like the dog's like whining at her and Soph is whining at the dog too. And I'm trying to pull Soph to keep going and they stop and smile like, oh, look at these dogs. Yeah, it's all fun and games until one of these dogs takes a bite out of the other one. I mean. And then I'll kill you. Yeah, like my. So. Like, then we're all in trouble. Like my, our our dog would have used that bulldog as a chew toy. Yeah, no just, lie. Don't be stupid. You like, don't know. I wish Soph wasn't reactive to other dogs, but she is. So yeah. I don't take her near other dogs. I don't let people pet her. She's not really reactive to people out, but yeah, I still just don't let people pet her because you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, it could be a smell that triggers her. It could be anything. anything. It could be a hand motion. Just like I said with the other dog. She was whiny with the other dog, but as soon as that dog kicked his foot. That's an aggressive. Oh, it went from that's whine. That's aggressive, yeah. It went from whine to, I'm going to rip your throat out. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't And like- I looked at that owner like, dude, like get your dog in the I don't like people approaching me without me asking for it, but it's inappropriate for me to be like, (laughs) but I should start. I should start. So, yeah. So then I passed her off to you. And then I went to the bathroom. Well, and Stephen and always my... gets mad. He gets mad at so, oh, and he's I, mad at her. I wasn't. And then, I wasn't I, mad at her. Yes, I was mad at that owner. You were also mad at her, Stephen. I see it every time. I never get mad at her because Oof. it is in her nature. I don't know how to break her of that, and I don't necessarily want to fully break her of that because it is in her nature. He gets mad at her every time. He said, "So if I'm gonna kick you out. I'm gonna throw you out of here, or something like I don't know, something stupid." And I'm like, "Okay." Everybody relax. <laughs> she about ripped my arm out of the Because he gets mad, and I get it, but I, I don't know. There's just something about her, and maybe it's my my um, maternal, oh, paternal instinct, oh, but I don't get mad at her, really. Very rarely. Um, I, I was, it, And I can tune her out when she's barking out the window at something. I can keep watching the TV. I don't even have to pause the TV, but what makes me snap out of it is Steven comes stomping up the stairs screaming at us, and I'm like, oh, is she barking too loud? I don't even... Yeah, because I'm down here in the basement, <laughs> and, and she's like, literally over top oh of my, my head gosh. barking, and it's so loud down here. Anyway, we made it home safe. Everyone's unscathed. Yeah. Boy, that was something, man. And then the next rest stop that we stopped at a couple hours later, they had a dog. That was fine, though. That one wasn't That bad. wasn't as bad, but she was just on guard. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. That wasn't Don't bad. come in my area. Well, our very, next... Very territorial. We'll probably be... I said this was going to be our only drive down there this year, but I don't Wah. know what... <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Or what... To be honest, though, like... We'll talk about fish fry. So fish fry, your whole family was there and everyone was in. They came in at different times. People were doing different things. We're trying to split our time. We're working, mind you. We're trying to split our time between your friends and your family. So a couple family members said like, oh, we didn't see you as much as we wanted. And, you know, there's some people that said it that I was like, "Mm, okay. And then there's some people that said it that I know they didn't mean anything by it. It was just like, oh, I wish I could have seen you more. But I also understand you're, you know, doing... 
Well, somebody gave us a, what, what do you mean you're not, they're, they're not coming to dinner? No. I yeah. already had plans that I set up two months ago. Yeah. Three and nobody ago. told us about these plans. And there was like one night where we were home and like, I thought we were seeing everybody and that didn't happen. They so, didn't tell us till like seven o'clock they were getting together. And I was and, like, no. And we had done <laughs> tons of errands and stuff that first date. Whatever. I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm happy yeah. for all the time that I can get. But the moral of the story is... I was like, there's no way we're not going to go back there till next year. First of all, if I'm being honest, I don't want to wait that long. I want to see your mom. I want to see Aunt Melanie and everybody and Reese and Mike. Like, I I want to yeah. see them all. I don't want to wait. Like, yeah. I was like, well, that was a stupid idea. Yep. So we got to figure that out. We'll not Christmas, out though. We're not doing the Christmas thing. That's just too hard with hosting Christmas and having your mom come in for Christmas. And, and you having cookie day with your mom and stuff. It, it just packs everything in too much in December. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't want to be run run ragged like that. So and plus, my mom comes up here for Christmas anyway. Yeah. So it's not like we don't. And see we're her. starting to look into that. Yeah. So. So. But yeah, so we did a Sunday fun day with the family. Yeah, and over which was at my nice. Aunt Melanie's house. Which, you guys saw some of those pictures. Some of those group shots were from that day of the cousins and like the aunts and uncles. Yeah. Man, that my uncle fun. Michael is just. He is so funny, man. He's the so, way he tells stories and stuff is so funny. The thing about him is he's unassuming. <laughs> and he's just like a wallflower and then bomb drop and then, well, I'm out. Where is he? He's gone. Yeah. And it's like, man, I want to be Uncle Michael when I grow up. Yeah. I want to be that cool. I was talking to Clint and I was like, you know, Clint and Jarrett and Michael was in the room and I was like, man, I just remember, you know, the first time, first time I came home from Michigan like was in my mid twenties and we were doing an uh, event at my mom's house and I was sitting over in the corner with my uncle Michael. And it was at that point that I realized, you know, cause we were catching up on stuff, but there was stuff happening in the room that he would make a, a just a yeah. drop a little comment in just a little sarcastic thing. And it was at that point that I was like, how much of his sarcasm did I miss as a kid? Oh yeah. I like to just sit by him and observe what he observes. <laughs> what are we seeing? <laughs> what are we seeing? Talk to me. Tell me about it. God, he's so funny. So funny. And if Risa's there, the chemistry between them oh, two, yeah, those two is, funny. is like, oh, man. Those two remind me of us. Yeah. Well, I man. like look at them and they have like their jokes and their sarcasm and stuff. And I'm like, I feel like that's, and they've been married for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like that's like us. I yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, we had, you know, we made plans with a couple of your friends. I feel like every one of your friends that we made plans with took us out to dinner, which was really nice and unexpected. And yeah, so I, we went to Clarksville to meet Tay and his family, Amanda. And wait, the kids. Where did we go? We went to Clarksville. So Clarksville, Tennessee. <laughs> and we, and the people who live in Clarksville said Clarksville. But on the way there, I said Clarksville and Stephen's like Clarksville. I said Clarksville, yes. Clarksville. Clarksville. And he's like, don't embarrass me. It's Clarksville. And when we get there, Tay said Clarksville. And I said, one more time for me. <laughs> yeah, so we went to Clarksville. Uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant we went to. What Catfish was Corner. Catfish Corner. Great place. Oh, man. Great food. Great service. Cute area. Like, like you're yeah. going back into like the woods. It's very sec secluded and by the lake and trees and stuff. Yeah, it's it's by the uh, river. Uh, Cumberland oh, river. river. Is it the Cumberland the River? The Cumberland Gap. Yeah, <laughs> the Cumberland Gap. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Jason Isbell, for ruining my wife on that one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Cumberland River. But uh, and man, the river is low this year. Uh, for all you Michigan folks, and we talk about the lakes being low, I'm telling you that river is probably a good 15 feet low right now. I and will that say, is bad. Even I noticed it. I've never seen it before, but I saw so much like sand and dirt wall that I was yeah. like, "Wow, that water is low." Yeah, it's really low right now. So climate change? No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. So no. I hope they get. I hope they get a lot of rain in the spring to bring that river well, back. I got up. a lot of rain while we were there. <laughs> Yeah. But anyhow, so we hung out with Tay and Amanda and the kids. Uh, I had never met Amanda or the kids. Yeah. And I remembered literally in the parking lot walking up, I was like, I'm pretty sure I met Amanda. And I had. I had well, I think I you said Amanda. nice to meet you. And she said, I've met you before. And I was yeah. like, that's my dope of a husband. And right I looked there. at her and I was like, did I meet you at, at such and such and such and such? She's like, oh, she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. I couldn't remember. Like, I j it's just been so long. So many things have happened. Like, she was cool right off the bat. Oh, she, very cool. Tay said something and she looked at him like, oh my God. And I was like, all right, this is my kind of people. Yeah. It was a, it was a great time. And he told me before, uh, before we got there that Max would be uh, a little shy for the first 10 minutes and then he would just take over 
And that is exactly what happened. And when he took over, I looked at Tay and I was like, yeah, he's totally not not your kid at all. He was so cute. He has a cute little upturned little boy nose and he's like just super cute. Yeah. All the kids were all the kids were great. Like very polite, very, very Very polite. No phones at the table. No tablets at the table. Yeah fantastic uh and they were cute together like their age gap i don't know max is four and then maybe the other two are like 10 and 12 Uh, or 9 and 11 one is 13 okay but just seeing them play together and how they take care of max and stuff it was super cute that you have a beautiful family tay yeah tay and amanda not that amanda i know you put work in that sorry tay and amanda (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh no very cool um but imagine Imagine you go to dinner with your friends and they have kids and there's no electronic devices at yeah. the table. I felt like I had literally like stepped back in time in a while. Yeah. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but they were. They closed at 830. So I think we left about 845. <laughs> the poor girl standing in the door with a broom. And Tay's a regular there because Steven's like, we have a reservation. And the guy's like, we don't do reservations. And then Tay walked in. And he's like, oh, him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He has a standing reservation. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny. At one point, Tay said something to the waiter after he was walking away. He goes, yeah, just put it on my tab. And then he looked at us. He goes, I'm just kidding. I don't have a tab. And I go, I wouldn't be surprised. He he reminded me a lot of my dad. Yeah. Very, like, people, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tay- but that was fun. We we need to definitely um, – I would love to have them here. I would oh, love – that'd be fun. Yeah. If, yeah, if they could come here, that'd be great. Like, I want everyone to come here. Like, we said to your cousin Aaron, like, come visit. Like, everyone, come. Yeah, we got a spare bedroom. Come <laughs> yeah. on up. Um, but yeah, so Cia Tay was was absolutely cool. Um, totally, totally worth every every he, second. He's he's just salt of the earth, man. He's one of the best people you'll ever meet, and uh, he needs somebody like Amanda to keep him in line. And yes, and and that's uh, you're I'm, familiar I'm, with needing someone to keep you in line. I'm I'm just happy that he has an awesome wife. Yeah, and he's happy. That's what I care about. I, we've known each other since we were 15, and um, we both. Uh, we both have have gone through some stuff, and yeah. I'm just I'm just happy to see him happy, man. That's yeah. just that's the best thing. Yeah, so he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, so we saw him. Then the next night, we got to see Chris. Yeah, and Sarah. Chris and Sarah. Yep. No kids. Their kids are off doing various amounts of sports and things and all over the place because um, two of their kids are older. Um, but. Uh, it was it's, good to see them. It's always an adventure like, with Chris. He is funny. Man. I never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Never know what's going to come out of his mouth. The two of them, their 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 banter between one another is is also hilarious because they they both have a sarcasm that is meant for each other. I think there's something different and this is not meant as a dig against people who don't get married or anything, so nobody come at me. <laughs> but there's just something different about being married and being around other married couples. Your relationship just has a different level. It it's just a different there's a different aspect to your relationship when you're married. Yeah. And I never experienced that before. Obviously, I've never been married, but when being married, I experience it and being around other married couples and seeing theirs, it's just a different thing. There is just something different about being married, taking your relationship to the marriage portion and being around other married couples. And it's just different. Yeah. And we, it's interesting. And we went to a restaurant that was, man, the food was great. The food was really good. Um, we had a, we had a good waitress, but the manager lady, I don't know what she was, but she she, had no boundaries. She kept coming over to our table, man. Kept coming over to our table. So it's a small town. And I know that Chris knew her either from just coming there a lot, because I think they go there a lot, or just what, but she like was eavesdropping. Like we were talking about something, somebody said something about wearing Crocs and then she yells out, oh, Crocs are bad for your back. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, like, yeah, it's just like, oh, you don't want to wear Crocs. Those are, those are really bad for your back. You get, you can't wear those. As the progressive husband, well, progressive commercial husband I have was talking about grass and mowing the lawn. She then comes over talking about grass and seed and I'm like, what? is happening get out of here it's a very very small restaurant when you walk in there's a little counter to like you know for the hostess and then behind that is like her desk and there's like a plastic filing cabinet with papers and like she takes the reservations from there and i'm like what is happening yeah 
It was it was intrusive. Yeah. Like it would affect the star rating of the restaurant for me. Yeah, like food if, was great. Yeah, if I was doing a Yelp review, I'd be like, food was great. My waitress was great. Uh, portion size was great, but this lady kept coming over, and that just takes you down two stars, man. She yeah. just, one time is fine. Like you, you're you're the manager. You come over to check on the table. Cool. Because that's fine. I think they even did that at the restaurant where we were with Tay. I think the manager came over to say hi to Tay and then and then bowed out. But like this lady came over probably eight times I in the hour and a half we were there. I also tell you she never checked on us. No, she never asked so if Steven we needed anything. So Stephen had this shirt on that he got in Mackinac that's a bear with antlers. And it says and it beer. And it says beer. Yes. And she came over and was like, oh, I got to take a picture of that. And she brings her phone and takes a And I'm like... Where are the, and I'm, cause the first couple of times I'm like, all right, I'm from the North. I don't have a lot of patience. The South is different. And then I was like, okay, this is my, and as soon as we got in the car, I said something and your, you and your mom were both like, oh my gosh. I, and your mom's like, I wouldn't even make eye contact with her because I didn't want her to think I wanted her to come over that I was talking to her. My mom said that Sarah never acknowledged her. Not once. Well, Sarah arrived late. So. There was five of us in yeah. an empty spot because Sarah hadn't come yet. So she would saddle on up and stand in Sarah's spot. So at least when Sarah came, she didn't really have a spot to stand in. Yeah. It was just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 to be honest, that affects whether or not I want to go back. Yeah. And it turns it into I don't. No. Because I don't want. Well, and Chris said they opened another like location of like finer dining closer to Paris and the bougie Jessica would totally try that. I'm assuming that woman doesn't work in both locations. Yeah, I don't know. So Yeah, but, so we'll see. But, but Chris yeah. usually <laughs> finds us somewhere good to go. Like he's the one that took me to I didn't even know there was like a lake in Paris. I didn't even know there was any of this stuff. And he took us to the hotel last time with the food and we got to like look, Yeah, look at the water and stuff. So Thanks, Chris. You're at least expanding my Paris. I had to bring myself to fish fry. I had to start that <laughs> happening. I got to have Chris take me to restaurants. So speaking of fish fry, on uh, Thursday, we went to the fish tent. 70th annual fish fry, I want to point out. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, but yeah, we did the fish tent. And uh, man, I tell you what, it was great to see all my family there. It was cool. The food was good. Yeah. Um, their fish Man, their fish is so good. Their catfish, it's a light breading, so you feel like you're eating more fish than you're eating the breading. And the hush was, puppies had a flavor this year. They sure did. If you listen to year last year, they were bland as heck. Yeah, if you listen to last year's podcast on it, um, that we we complained about the hush puppies this year. They had some seasoning, and it's funny because my aunt Risa said something about. She's like, "Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a hit and miss." on this like sometimes there's a ton of seasoning and sometimes there's none at all and i'm like well last year it felt like i belt like bit into just a bunch of like sawdust it's or the world's biggest fish fry get it together it's not yeah. difficult i you know what's funny too i know some of the family you know wanted us to see each other more or whatever i sort of liked the randomness of it all like who's going to be at this event to see who's going to be here we're going to do our own thing for this and fl you know flittering from different table to different table and seeing everybody i don't know i felt like i talked to everybody in your family this yeah. trip i had conversations with everybody some people i've never even really talked to before and that was that was nice but the thing was once it hit fish fry weekend thursday when we did that fish fry it rained all day yep and rebecca and i had tried if you recall from last year's fish fry episode to ride the ferris wheel but the lines for tickets last year were so long that it was like we would have been standing in line for an hour to get tickets yep and so when we went this time the fish tent was crowded but not as crowded yeah and so she's like, do you think we can, you know, try to ride the Ferris wheel? We walked around to some shops with everybody and then most people left and we went, I would say there were 20 people riding rides. Yeah. We walked right up to the ticket counter. We got a sheet of tickets and like Rebecca and I were the only people on the Ferris wheel. Yep. It was cool. I, that's what I was hoping for. You know, I'm sorry for profits for world's biggest fish fry and carnival and stuff. But for me... She has been wanting to do it for a year. So I was like, I hope we can. She was like, I've never ridden the Ferris wheel since high school. Hmm. That blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, really? I mean, I haven't ridden it in a long time, but not since then. And she's like, I used to always ride the Ferris wheel and then the carousel. So we had enough tickets to yep. ride. Her and I ride the Ferris wheel and then her and I rode the carousel. And then we had two tickets left over that we we're keeping as our commemorative souvenirs. Now, those commemorative tickets 
are good. <laughs> now, if they were virtual, I'd probably delete the email. <laughs> but yeah. Stephen took pictures of us and stuff. He thought we were nuts. He doesn't get it. I, I mean, uh, uh, those type of rides are just not for me. I, I, I surpassed that in junior high. Which Speaking, speaking of, of junior high, Grove <laughs> Band Pride represent. So I was wearing my ogle jacket this weekend. You'll all see a picture of that. Steven's <laughs> junior high band jacket. It says Grove, Grove Band Pride and ogle on the back. Says my name on the front. Yeah. What did Julie say? I sent our friend Julie a picture oh of it. Oh, my gosh. That was and funny. she was like, he can never question how much you love him. That's like old school love right there. Did you also wear his class ring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. I like that jacket. I'm going to keep wearing it. Yeah, it looks good on you. Flaunting it around town. Looks good on you. Yeah. I like that my name's on the back of you. That oh, that wow. The territory has been marked. Wow. Yeah. It's, if people don't see the ring, they'll see the name and they go, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll move along. Thank I you. did forget the ring the first day because I haven't been wearing it while I'm like working out, showering, and sleeping because, as I've talked about before, I had some work done on the setting and rose gold is a soft metal. So when we were in Walmart, I didn't have my ring on. And I'm like, single lady walking through, single lady. Your mom was laughing and you're like, all right, that's plenty. That's that, plenty. That is, uh, that's about In fun. hindsight, I should be careful. I was in Walmart. Yes. Anything could have happened to me. Yes. Um, so after that, Friday was a parade. Um, cold th- and rainy. Cold and rainy. I just have to say, first of all, Here we go. to the Stewart County Marching Band, not only were they one of the only bands that were all in uniform, no T-shirts, shorts, or jeans in sight, Yeah. but they also played the Michigan Fight Song. They did. And that was awesome. Right as they got in front of us, yes. they started playing it. I was like, wait a minute. I know. Because he goes, is like, that yeah. the Michigan Fight Song? And I was like, it is. And... I hear it all the time in Michigan, yeah. so it didn't seem out of place until he called it out. Yeah. And then they played, what, old Rocky Top? So they were playing college fight songs, but yeah. they happened to play that. I was like, it just sounds normal to me. And then when he said it, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, we're in Tennessee. Yeah. I was so, like, awesome. They started playing, uh, what is it, uh, Hell of the Hell Hell of Victors. Victors. Yeah. yeah. And then the last band, I don't remember who they were. I didn't get their name, but they were also in uniform. But half of them were like t-shirts. And I I just don't understand. I've never, outside of Fish Fry, seen a parade in my whole life where a marching band would have some people in uniform and some people in like a t-shirt. I'm going to say. That's just shady. When I was in marching band, Martin Pascal, our director. Shout out to old Marty. Man, uh, he kept us to a standard of excellence. Yeah, I'm That sure. is no lie, no hyperbole. He kept us to a standard of excellence. Mr. Blackmer did the same thing. There was not a single thing that was wrong with our uniforms mm-hmm. when we walked out for a show. Every plume was straight. No plume was askew. Like, everything. Everything was straight and ready to go. We looked excellent like we were walking in front of the President of the United States. Like, we looked like we were ready for a show, like we were military. And to see these bands, of which we probably saw eight bands, two of which had their full uniform, no T-shirts or jeans or shorts in sight, and the rest of the bands, the other six, just I, I can't even I can't even imagine to me there's a such thing as pride. Yeah. There's Gro- a good pride. Grove band pride. Grove band pride. There's a good pride to have, and that's pride in yourself and pride in your group for looking excellent. Yeah. Looking like you're ready to, your presentation is everything. And there I'm were so you. many of these bands that I was literally Henry County band. 20 t-shirts and i'm like what is going on yeah i don't get it i wish someone could explain it to me like you don't know that you're marching in the 70th annual fish fry parade you don't know that's happening and the t-shirts that's the other thing it's not like they wore red and white t-shirts there were blue t-shirts in there like i didn't see that like what is happening here one thing i did see they had and i've got pictures of it these like hillbilly cars Oh yeah, so like looks like the Beverly Hillbillies coming through, and yep. I took a picture because I was like, I guarantee you that when I tell people I'm going down to Paris, Tennessee to see my husband's family, that this is what pe- people picture. <laughs> <laughs> also, also in the parade was the uh, mayor of Knox County. Oh yeah, uh, Glenn Jacobs, aka 
Kane. It's Kane. By God, it's Kane. Kane from WWE. Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I took a picture and I sent it to to your dad and and our friend Tony and I and and Eric and I put in all caps. It's Kane. By God, it's Kane. Yeah, that and, was Jr. For anyone who didn't yeah. know. Oh my gosh. Broke him in half. Yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but like oh man and then chris great. his friend that we talked about has a boxing gym um yeah. you know for youths and you know helping youth and all of that and they were the yeah. anchor of the parade they they came by with all the kids and yeah in their float so that was cool to see yeah and yeah but it was cold it was rainy and it was cold we were huddled under an umbrella i wore a dress and like a denim jacket and like my converse my converse were soaked i had a sweater of rebecca's over my lap it was it was cold yeah. And then all of a sudden it got warm and then it was like gorgeous the rest of the day. Yeah. And I was like, this is baloney. But all, all the rest of the family and with all the kids and stuff went to the carnival. So I'm glad they got a nice day and we had to go, you know, let Soph out. And um, we had lunch at a good place. We all had uh, take so, me back. It's called take yeah. me back. And your yeah. mom, I said, where are we going to lunch? And she said, or I said, what's going on? And she's like, oh, um, I said, where are we going? She's like, take me back. I'm like, take you back where? And she's like, oh, ho, ho, take me back. It's a restaurant. I felt like in the Sandlot when he's like, you want a s'more? How can I have a s'more if I never had any? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, that's just some fun stuff, a little fun one-off that oh, happened when you're in Paris, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. The waitress brought over the food, and Melanie thought it was for uh, thought it was Timmy's food, but it was my mom's. And like he's sitting there with it, and my mom's like, wait a minute. And he, she's like, hey, that's mine. And he's like, oh, I was about to eat it. I thought that's it was funny. My- I thought it was his, too. His took a while. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was a very, I guess I would say the closest thing they have to like a Coney. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good food too, though. Probably like. I mean, I did order a chocolate chip pancake and I got a well done regular pancake. There is that. Yeah. But it's still, it was, uh, it was good food. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, uh, the grilled cheese and, and stuff. They had curly fries. Curly which fries was, were good. I was like, what? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was good food. I, I I enjoyed that place. Good hang out with the family there. Yeah, and we, we went back, let Soph out, and then we got ourselves. I did some packing. He pulled out his guitar to play. The sucky thing is, like, he's got this giant hard shell case for the guitar, so it's really hard to pack it. Half the time he doesn't even play it. I feel like he only put it out, took it out to play it on principle alone because he knew I was going to say something about him not playing it. He needs to get a soft case for it so I can at least have a little bit of wiggle room in the trunk, but he was playing guitar and I was packing and getting stuff ready. And then we went over, I had never really talked to your aunt Liz. So your aunt Liz lives in Kentucky and she was in, she's been in Paris all April, basically staying with your aunt Melanie and her kids drove in. They drove in on Thursday, Thursday. So they were at the fish tent in the parade and they drove in to take her back home. Cause your aunt Liz can't drive. Um, she's on oxygen. And so she can't drive. Yeah. But, I talked to her Sunday, just her and I in the kitchen, and her and I had never really talked that first that first time. And because she even said to me, she's like, "Well, I feel like I got to know you more." Like, and I was like, "Yeah, that was really nice." Like, nope. All of a sudden, there was nobody in the house but me and her. So we chatted for a bit, and then when we went over there after the parade, it was just Melanie and Liz and Aaron and Brian, yeah. and me you and your mom, and it was kind of nice because I don't. I mean, that's really. I saw Liz at your uncle Jerry's funeral. I met her. Yeah. And then one Christmas, which can be kind of chaotic, and I didn't, I mean, I've talked to her, but not that much, so it was kind of nice to get to know her a little bit more, and we had a conversation with them about the podcast, Yeah, and trying to explain what a podcast is. Yeah, which was funny. I, you know, and I said to her, too, I was like, I get, like, the generational divide, and, and why you don't get it, why you're like, well, I don't understand what you guys are even talking about, Yeah, and it's hard to explain, and I think nowadays, like, everything everybody's got a podcast everything can be like talked about it's totally different but i was like you know you've got that generational divide with us and i look at like your cousins in our generation's kids and i'm like they could work a ipad better than me they can work a phone better than me like what they've experienced that generational gap is huge yeah yeah because they're growing up with the technology yeah. and we didn't but we, also comes there's a that's a two double edged sword in the fact that, like, you know, we didn't grow up with this technology, so we're also able to set it down and walk away easier. Yeah, yeah. Whereas that generation's growing up with it, and, 
when electricity goes out and all their all their refrigerators and washer and dryers and all that stuff that's connected to the internet when it goes down because their electricity goes down they're SOL. Yeah, but I will you say, know? you know, all those kids, there's about 6 of them, they all played outside the I never saw anyone pick up a phone or a device really. Yeah. So no, that was right. nice to see. Yeah, they were But it was nice to visit. It was nice to visit with Melanie and Melanie is the best. Like I love your aunt Melanie. She's so sweet and yep. funny and sarcastic and yeah, she's she's great. Uh, she's a spunky. She's seventy five, right? Yes. She is totally spunky, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I she's she's with she's a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent with it. Like oh, she yeah. sees things that I missed. Yeah, she's funny, man. She, her and Liz, her and Liz's banter was oh like, oh uh, my I, god, I felt like I was sitting on a set for Golden Girls watching Dorothy and Blanche go at it. It was well, man, it was fun. They were bickering back and forth. It was hilarious. And then Stephen's like, oh my gosh, you can't tell you two are sisters. And then Liz goes, we sound more like an old married couple. And I go, you hundred percent sound like an old married couple. This is hilarious. You guys sound like me and Steven sometimes. Yep. I was like, what is this show I'm watching? I, how do we DVR it? Because this is hilarious. I don't want to miss any episodes. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so those, funny yeah those two are great yeah so yeah that was a good time uh hanging out with all of them uh brian was gone for a little bit did a errand for his mom and then came back so he wasn't gone too long but yeah. uh but still that was that was cool to but hang it was out with nice all of them. and like that's what i mean like we talked we I just feel like we got a chance to talk to everybody. Even when we went to take me back, it was like we had to pull a square table to a round table. So it was like me, Stephen, and Aaron were at the kids' table. <laughs> and then like the aunts and uncles were at like the big table. So like we talked a little bit more. I was like, oh, I feel like we're at the kids' table over here. Yeah. So we got to see everybody, though. I mean, we got to talk to Tara for a while. We yeah. got to talk to Jared for a while. Because Tara was there earlier in the week. Yep. Yeah. The, o- the only person that I didn't get to talk to a ton was Amanda. And Amanda's she, got her hands full right now. She's got her hands full, man. She's got like, a lot going I, on. Man, I, I, she's got a lot going on. Her and Clint both, and and uh, man, I, uh, wow. they were still there though. Everyone was still there. Yeah. And it was nice. I, I, I mean, uh, there and smiling and engaging, and yeah. they're like, you know, like it's just wrangling four kids can be a lot, yeah. you know, and that's that's their life right now. So, um, but they're. Man, they're they're still great. They're great with all those kids. Like it's they're doing they're doing something that that they can do. Yeah, and 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 it's a good thing that they're they're doing. So, um, but man, I I don't know. I love everybody. I love all my family. I I was happy to see them all. And uh, one thing I will say, uh, we didn't mention my uncle Timmy, but I got to tell this story. We're sitting at the fish tent, and this guy comes up and sits down next to him, and goes, "Do you know who I am?" My uncle Timmy. Looks at him and goes, say a couple more sentences. I'll figure it out. And the guy said like a sentence and a half. And he goes, so-and-so, Pennsylvania. He's like, how did you know? He's like, eh, you know, I could tell by that accent. I know that Pennsylvania accent. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, my Uncle Timmy, he he never forgets a name. He never forgets a face. Like, he... He keeps that stuff in the in his brain, man. Yeah. And I don't know how he does it because I'd have been like 20 years. Uh, my mom tells me all the time, you remember so-and-so? I'm like, mm, no. Well, your mom's like, remember so-and-so from when you were a toddler? Yeah. <laughs> she did, no. She did do something like that she this like, weekend. She did it a couple times. I'm like, Rebecca, <laughs> nobody knows who this is. I was five. I don't I don't know who that person is. Um, I will say the trip was great overall. And one other funny thing, like we were sitting, Rebecca has this like oversized chair and the two of us were sitting in it with Soph on our lap. And all of a sudden, I heard this big buzzing and I was like is there a motor in here and I guess it was a stink bug I didn't even know those things flew and so they came it came buzzing by her and Rebecca killed it but the angle at which she saw it was once she looked up she saw that fox on the wall so she associated like that buzzing with that fox and so she's laying there and all of a sudden you hear she's like laying across my lap And Rebecca's like, what? I'm like, oh, she got a beat on that fox. Now she's at an angle and she heard the bug and she thinks it's the fox and it's a whole thing now. And then she started. <sighs> Taxidermy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I told Stephen, I was like, like, no offense, but I don't ever want that fox. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But yeah, she was just totally fine. But she thought that bug was the fox making a noise. And then you get the. 
Oh, that's funny. <sighs> oh my god, boy, she's laying across my lap. If she if she decides to tear at something, she's gonna tear my body apart with her nails. We don't have much time left. I think our entertainment section might just be album anniversaries today. It's gonna have to be album anniversaries and uh, and and a brief commentary on on Kip Kip, Kip, Moore. Kip Moore. So. All right, so uh, a couple album anniversaries that are happening this week. Um, so these are starting on May second. She crack. She gets she like he's such a nerd. May Everybody, 2nd, these are running from this date to this date, and want any confusion from May second to May 9th. But I won't tell you what date each one is is because I don't want to take up too much time. But I've took up ten minutes explaining you the time structure. I get rushed by my wife, so I have to cut some things out. Oh, <clears throat> um. So. Uh, Chevelle, mm. 1999, their first album, Point Number One. What a great album I, that is. I can never remember if I saw them, but I feel like they opened up for somebody. But I don't know. I went to so many concerts. Ricky and I saw them open for Disturbed at the Fillmore, and it was fantastic. It was, was absolutely Disturbed fantastic. Was Disturbed the headliner? Yes. Just yep. It was, I uh, I... I believe it was Chevelle, Taproot, and Disturbed. Which I don't know. Uh, the best band on the show was Chevelle. Um, I had seen Taproot before, and they're really good. Uh, Disturbed was really good, but nobody held up to Chevelle. I, I was so high on Chevelle at that time. But anyway, uh, great album. Point number one. Um, another band I talk about frequently on here uh, from 2004, Demon Hunter. Their second album, Summer of Darkness, came out. Uh, I was so hype for this album i could not wait for it to come out and it is so good it's such a good like hard rock album like man it's so good i can't recommend it enough um so let's see um another band on their first album that was at least big to the public all killer no filler some 41 from oh, 2001 some 41 dun, they're, dun, 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 they're dun, dun, touring dun. with offspring and simple plan yeah and i'm debating on getting tickets but it'll probably be last minute it's like so stupid like the tickets are 50 dollars, yeah but then it comes to be 130 dollars with fees and it's like do i really want to spend 130 dollars to see some 41 yeah. i don't know oh man i, I love some 41 everything's 100 every ticket with fees no matter what you're spending at least over 100 dollars. yeah yeah there's a lot what are these freaking fees <laughs> do you want uh another album uh first Album released by an artist, 2015, Traveler by Chris Stapleton. Oh, Stapleton. Man. You know what's funny? We listened to some of his Steel Drivers, which yes. sounds like him. And then we listened to the Johnson Brothers, which does not sound like the Chris Stapleton we know. Yeah. I forgot about them. He sounds like like a Bob Seger, like a classic rock. Like, it's totally different. It's all rock. Like, none of that, like, blues sound. Yeah. yeah Stapleton, it's a... you can do it all. Yep. He's great. Um, and also on the same day in 2017, two years later, he released From a Room point, uh, Part 1. Oh, so good. Yeah. So two From out- a Room? I thought it was a... Nope. It's From a Room oh, okay. Part 1. Um, but uh, yeah, so he had two albums on the same date, yeah. two years apart. Um, and then the final album on the list is a band that uh, I have uh, their symbol tattooed on my body, uh, The Chariot from 2009, Wars and Rumors of Wars. Uh, the very cool thing about that album is the fact that all of the uh, all of the sleeves and everything were uh, hand pressed, uh, signed. They autographed them all. Like I've got the vinyl of it, and there's a huge write up that Josh Scogan does and talks about uh, their entire like idea for advertising and everything. But literally, they took what was. Uh, propaganda back in the day like all the war propaganda and stuff and that's how they put all of the style of the book and everything for the cd the cover art everything it all looks like that old school like world war ii war propaganda stuff and i thought that was pretty cool that was like their idea about it and that's also why it's wars and rumors of wars but cool yeah so that's a great album so uh to to close out the podcast uh the last thing to talk about is a one Kip Moore's fifth album came out on Friday, April 28th, Damn, Damn Love. Love. Uh, 13 songs. We listened to it two times back-to-back on the way home and then listened to a couple songs again uh, later on. What is your first impression on my, the album? My first takeaway is he is done with country music. Yes. 
I think he was never really a country music star or country musician. I think that that was his way of that's how they knew how to break him in. That's how he knew how to get his feet wet. And he had some country hits, you know, something about a truck. Hey, pretty girl, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's more of a singer songwriter. He's and there's really no category for that because singer songwriter could be any genre, really. And they don't know what to do with that. So I think Kit Moore is one of those guys. He has a really big following, us being one of them. I feel like he's not as big as he could be because his album, his label really didn't know how to market him. This is his fifth studio album and it's his last album on this label. And he talks about how he's ready to be off this label. He wants to do his own thing. So this is his fifth one. He's got a couple songs that have kind of an 80s vibe that gave me like a um, sob rock yeah, John little, Mayer, uh, reminiscent. Little Heart on Fire, Silver and Gold, both of those. I will say, like vibe. some of the songs do sound similar to me to old songs on other albums of his. Some songs, like Damn Love, sounds a lot to me like Young Love and the lyrical content. And then he's got a song called like Neon Blue, which just makes me think of the song title like Janie Blue. Like I don't know, some of it feels a little bit. But there's a couple songs I really liked. I love. I like "Sometimes She Stays," which is really good. That that's a Kip Moore sound. That yes. song embodies yep. him. Yep, I liked that one. I liked "Mr. Simple." I liked "Mickey's Bar," and I really love Ashley McBride. And he, she does a song "One Heartbeat" with him. Yep. So overall, I think I need to listen to it a couple more times. But I did like it. I will say his last two albums, like um, "Up All Night," is his first album. I love it. "Slow Heart." Wild ones was second. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Gesundheit. Wild Ones was second. I never listened to it as much. Um, I, I have now, but back in the day. And then um, Slow Heart is one of my favorite. It's got last shot. Slow Heart is Kit Moore. Yes. 100%. Um, when Wild World came out, I was like, I'm not sure. I need to listen to it a few more times. I, I did grow to like it. And I feel like it'll be like this with this album. Yeah. I just, I don't know. His newer stuff, I'm, it takes me longer to get into i guess sometimes the interesting thing for me is that wild world introduced a little bit more expanded his genre a little bit more his style a little bit more and did stuff that he had not done on the previous three albums and made um i guess he just he he widened his breadth a little bit on what he can do i would agree with that and i think that made him a little more singer songwriter too yeah and so with this album um the sounds on this album, almost every song has a Kip Moore feel to it. From one of those other albums, it's got that sound. And I, that's that made me appreciate Wild World even more, which I liked it. I, I like it a lot, especially Janie Blue. Like Janie Blue is a great song. Um, but it, it made me appreciate that album more because I, I, like, I like when I see an artist growth and progression and you can definitely see that between his five albums you can see that he has grown as an artist the song on on this album that stuck out to me vocally was guitar slinger yeah for sure his vocals on that album i can't wait to see him cut do that live oh yeah we're seeing him at the end of september that's gonna be fantastic if he plays guitar slinger live like his vocals on that on that song are so great and that's what he's been progressing towards he's been progressing to progressing towards an artist that is yeah he does country he does rock he does singer songwriter maybe he's got a little 80s vibe but his voice is prominent on this album big time i think he's finally doing what he wants is getting to the point of doing what he wants to do i'm very interested in the sixth album yeah that is not even talk in production or anything yeah but it's going to be the first album off of the label and so i'm interested in seeing how that sounds yeah one of the guys i work with was like all right well now i got a new album to listen to for the next two years till a new one comes out he does put out a lot of music he puts out singles that aren't on his albums you know a lot of guys like look at john mayer that last album he put out he had um oh god what's the the song it's purple and yellow and new the, love yeah no, new new love yeah new, new light new light that song came out four years ago or three years ago when he put the album out and he put it on there yeah that song should not have been put on there that was lazy yeah, you're john mayer you got a million songs yeah so kit moore at least he doesn't really do that if he releases a single he leaves it as a single and he's always doing stuff and he's always putting stuff out there yeah and so he does have that big fan base so i i mean i still love kit more i'm just 
I, whenever I hear a new album, I'm usually pretty judgy about it. So yeah, there is that. I was like, oh man, she's already she's judging. I need her to calm down over there, pipe down while I'm trying to listen. Uh, my favorite songs on the album uh, was his second single, "Kinda Bar." I love the guitar line. It's so catchy. It's great. It's it's totally like uh, it's a bit honky tonk. Yeah, which is something uh, about a truck. Like it's that kind of song, which I like it. Um, I mentioned Guitar Slinger. My other favorite song on the album is Mr. Simple. Mr. Simple is is another staple Kip Moore sound, Kip Moore songwriting. It's that more girls like you type of song yeah. that I like that he had on Slow Heart. Um, like it's that kind of vibe. I dig it. Um, the only song he didn't write on this album is Damn Love. Which was the first single, which was so odd to me. Yeah. And it's, it's the first song on the album and it's still, it sounds like Kip. Yeah. In comparison to the second single, which was kind of bar, it didn't really sound like Kip, what, but it grew to sound like Kip. What I like about him too, like Steven mentioned when we, he wants to hear these songs live, when you see Kip Moore live, no matter if he just had an album come out, he plays all his stuff. Yes, he does. He's never going to be a guy that's like, I'm only pushing my first album and I'm only playing that. He's playing the stuff that he knows the fans like. Yep. He's playing his his hits for the fans. And he's not a radio guy. He really hasn't had songs on the radio that much anymore, I don't think. So it's what songs are the fans making big, not just what are like radio hits. So he plays... All yeah. stuff from all the albums. Yeah, I mean, when we see him live, he'll play Heart's Desire because that's, I mean, it's off yeah. his second album, but he'll play that because it's a fan favorite. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Everybody in the crowd knows the lyrics and can't wait to sing that chorus with him. So if you're Kit like, Moore fans, oh, take a listen to this album and yeah. let us know what you think. Yeah, it's good stuff. And also, I got to say, uh, his guitar players uh, got more space to put in some more meaty guitar licks, which has not been a thing on other albums. And I appreciated that as a guitar player because I've seen those guys yeah. live. And I've seen what they do live. And I know those two guys can can, tr- can churn some stuff out that's really cool. And this album, really, they get to they get to have that. And I thought that was cool. You've also commented now he tours with a piano, so there's a lot more piano on the album. So yeah. it's, it's a lot more, there's a lot more sounds on the album, which is cool. Yeah, and the and the piano's good for his sound, especially with him moving to singer-songwriter. It expands on what he can do. Because yeah. when you're stuck to just country, you have a couple of lanes that you can get in for country. You can either get in that, you know, Johnny Cash lane and be Americana. You can get in that Brooks and Dunn lane and be honky tonk, or you can get into the lane of, you know, folks that try to be pop country like Morgan Wallen and, and that sort of thing. So you have, you have a couple of lanes to get into and Kip goes, eh, I don't, I don't fit those molds. More to come on our next episode. I'll talk a little bit more country. The fact that my husband just dropped Morgan Wallen (laughs) as a country artist that he knows and listens to is like mind boggling. If you know Steven and his like music snobness, like mind blowing. So I'm going to put a pin in that for later. We'll talk more country music on another episode. But yes, listen to Kip Moore. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress. If we can just say 918 at gmail.com, our website. We are wherever you can find your podcast. Like, listen, tell your friends, make them listen, tell them you found the best new podcast in the world and make them listen to it. (laughs) They'll thank you for it. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Can Just Say. I'm your host, Jessica Carter Ogle, and this is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hi. Hi.